0: Here's another installment of Grimerica goes to the Paradigm Symposium 2014 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Enjoy and thanks for listening. And we're back in Grimerica at the Paradigm Symposium 2014 and we've got uh, Darren with me as usual. Hey. And uh, we've got uh, Ed Nightingale and Laird Scranton, two of our previous presenters uh, so far this year. How you guys doing? Great. Doing great. It's, yeah. to do. it's been a great weekend so far. Oh, that's good. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's so cool. Uh, we, I saw you guys both. Uh, we were all socializing last night, and that's part of the the attraction for me. And a lot of people here is just how uh, available you guys are to talk to everybody and all the
1: like-minded people. So well, that's one of the things that's really special to me about this particular conference is that you know every, everybody's at one level. It's a mix. Vendors, attendees, presenters, um, organizers, all in one mix. It's great.
2: Yeah, I think last night in the lobby was a perfect example of of what's special about the Paradigm Symposium, when you get a couple acoustic guitars and a sing-along going, and everyone's having a great time. Yeah, speaking of sing-alongs, here's the uh, curator right here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was really enjoyable.
0: And this is your first time here, uh, Ed?
3: Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: So what what was the highlights of your presentation there?
3: Well, the Giza Plateau has been my specialty, back engineering, reverse engineering it, and realizing it's a a design a repository of information scientific knowledge and and uh it it came together pretty well and it it links into all these there wasn't really one speaker that i've heard yet that does not uh overlap kind of overlap exactly and that's what and and overlapping with the people here too is an important part with just discussions with some of the the the
1: uh people here right the,
3: the they have these wonderful insights that we might not get otherwise. So it's important to interact here. And and all of us are sort of
1: down in the trench, you know, as we're working on our own about things. And and there is communication back and forth, but at a conference like this, it feels like you lifted your head up and you can see a 360 degree view of things. It's
0: great. Yeah. Nothing replaces that face to face, like 30 minute conversation or whatever that you can't really do online or via Skype or whatever. Right.
2: Right. It's like climbing up to the top of the pyramid and
3: taking a look around.
0: That's yeah. right, and finding John Ward up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or your dad's signature from, uh, you know, 20 years ago. That's
3: a great story. 100 yeah. years yeah, ago. 100, 100,
0: yeah. 100, yeah. <laughs> that we were talking about green. I, gave it, box, a, so, I yeah.
2: gave it a 6.7 on my synchronicity scale. He, he rates
0: synchronicities <laughs> pretty harshly. <laughs> okay, yeah. We talk about synchronicities on our show all the time, yeah, yeah. so I was like, I was texting him, what do you, what do you rate that one? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll harsh. have one for you later I can tell you about it. Oh, okay, okay yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can could, you could
0: tell, tell us now right if you want.
1: When I was writing my first book, there was a source... That I couldn't get. This was before you could order books online and search for them. Uh-huh. All of the local bookstores couldn't get it. It was out of print. The uh, used bookstores couldn't find it. I couldn't get it through interlibrary loan through Vassar College. Finally came home one day, said to my wife, Risa, You know, I'm not going to be able to find that book. A couple of days later, a box turns up on our back doorstep. One of her aging cousins from Queens, New York, living in a high rise, decided. To randomly divest himself of a bunch of crap, and in and among that crap was my book. Oh my God! Really? Yes. And within
2: a couple of days.
1: uh, Within a couple of days, yes. Ooh, that's yeah. a, that's a good that's one. That's a good, that's one. A good, that's one. A good yeah, one.
2: That's up there. Right? And that was. Like and this is the, the age of... before internet and things like that. So that really does lend to the ether and the morphic resonance sort yeah, of. It.
1: And the guy had no idea that I was interested even in the subject. So wow,
0: I... that's crazy. I'll give
2: it an I'll give it an eight point six. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm like that might be the it. record.
0: Yeah, that's, that's that's pretty good. And that was at the start of your, you
1: like, that's yes, like, right? it's only gotten worse since
2: then. That was when you off. were just getting started. Yes. Because that's one thing we found time and time again, is that a lot of people seem to think it's like uh, a keep going or, you know, stay the course sort of sign is to stick yes. with what you're doing yes. because yes. you're yes. on the right path. That's yeah. right.
1: It's like, if you wanted to quit, you couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: That's a great story. That's, that's exactly what's happened in my research as well. I mean, what, it's, what started out as a little synchronicity here and there started just, you know, growing. The more just being here yeah, is yeah. part of this. Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: So, yeah, yeah. that'll be great. That's definitely something we want to look at down the road is having you on for, for two or three hours so you can really give us the the whole outline.
3: be my pleasure. Yeah,
2: yeah we,
0: we love having these types of conversations and there's no time limit or anything. We yeah. don't have any ads, so we can right. just go and there's no you know, it's pretty free flowing conversation. There's no restrictions. So I would like to have you on again. Oh, uh, I'd love for, to be on again. That'd be great. First time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so what your thing about the, uh, the Giza plateau and all that. So are, are you sort of insinuating or saying that the, that the, uh, the advancement of the civilization, like this is sort of showing that they were way more advanced. Like this is another sign that says they were way more advanced than we ever thought they were.
3: Absolutely. I right. mean, the, the evidence is really undeniable and, you know, it, it, it isn't a theory, it's mathematics and geometry that I can lay down and let the skeptics and academics right. do what they want. I, it doesn't need support from me, it's not a theory. Yeah, yeah right, right. It's, just, it's a design. You could hand these numbers to an architect and they could rebuild and replicate. And that's almost what we'd probably
2: come up with today, right? If we found out next week that there's an asteroid headed and there's no fucking way we're stopping it. There would yeah. almost be some. I mean, when you can't save anything else, what can you do but band together and try and put forth some sort of reminder or memento or library? That's why I'm a firm right. believer in Jack Hammer and the Pyramid and figure finding those lost scrolls. <laughs> Good.
3: Good, idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're there. There's, there's a lot of uh, you know talk about the Hall of Records and everything. And within this geometry, um, it is very clear that it points to. Uh, part of the geometry points directly to the s- exact point that uh, Robert Schock and John West, where they were doing their s- subsurface uh, radar near the, near the Sphinx, uh-huh. which is, you know, Edgar Casey discussed. And uh, there's a, 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 an undeniable uh, geometric um, point. Ref- yeah, reference or, to that. That's right. right.
1: Wow. And if they, they haven't been down there yet? Like how, well, how they tried to the problem is I think that that um when they tried to examine it the first time, they discovered it was filled with water. And that's a problem. Groundwater. Wow. Right. wow. I heard that. Actually, you know I heard that? That's
2: a, the labyrinth was completely underwater. That's right. Who was tell I think that was John Ward in twenty twelve we were first talking about that. Oh,
0: yeah. maybe, yeah. Hmm. So, Laird, and your talk was about uh, your
1: latest a, book,
0: which yes. was about uh, China and the...
1: That's right. I have my latest, um, the next in my series on studies of cosmology focuses on ancient China. Okay. And so my book, China's Cosmological Prehistory, was just out two weeks ago. Right. Inner Traditions is here. They're the ones who published it. Yeah, cool. And so it was a good opportunity to uh, talk about that. Right. That's about great. how Chinese cosmology interfaces with Egyptian and African and Indian and uh, other cosmology
0: again once links all this kind of ancient global stuff together
1: yep wow yeah. same yeah. way of doing things same symbols same meanings it's great. yeah yeah and
2: so, even even graham Hancock graham is showing us the pyramids in china like how big would that be if those turned out to be linked up with some sort of astronomical they this will, or they, that. Will they, they will be they will be yeah. yeah you can almost we guarantee just can't it right get
3: in there to study them uh, you know there's uh, guaranteed
2: the lineup with the sun or equinoxes or it just seems like it's par for the course Right. And it's I don't even know if we could do that. I guess we could today if we really gave a shit. Yeah, I, I mean Well,
1: th- some of it is pretty tricky. I mean, they have blocks of stone in some of these like the Sphinx temple that are 700 tons.
2: Oh yeah, that stuff, but I mean like the alignments and stuff like, like that. Alignment's like, you, right. you, you, you but, do you think you almost need some sort of GPS or something like that? No, like can you do that no. just by saying okay, it's September 21st? So, okay, no, now yeah, today the
1: day we got to lay the stake. If actually, we miss today, we're the way the cultures I study did it w- involves a stick and a field. That's <laughs> all the technology you need, and and uh, but the timing. I guess two sticks, be, right? Yeah. No, actually, you can do it any day of the year. You put a stick in the field and draw a circle around it twice the length of the stick. You know, the diameter yeah, yeah. being twice. Okay, now every morning and every evening mark the longest shadows of the day where it the shadow of the stick crosses the circle and you produce an east west aligned line that slowly moves across the circle through the stick on the equinoxes and to the edge of the circle at the solstice and using that you can get a very good alignment and you have a way of tracking um, seasons of the year and so
2: forth that's almost the same sort of premise as a sundial or something like yeah, that has, i guess would be the same figure, technology the, the same
1: figure yeah. can also be used as a sundial right right, right. wow
3: yeah that's fascinating. There's, there's also though the evidence that i've come across there that they were very uh highly advanced scientifically so there's you know uh, you know it's not impossible that they had some kind of uh you know Different way of measuring the coordinations because the the coordinates they're they're so precise. Well, I guess that's uh, it.
2: Like if you if you subscribe to the before the ice age theory, then anything's like once you say that it went back before that, and the pyramids and all this shit was kind of a um preparation for. I mean, after that, it's kind of wide open, right? Anything's right. possible, especially right. when you look at if the like I like to always say we are in the elevator today and. uh, somebody scanned their card to go to their floor and they were talking. I was like, yeah, well, it's all fun and games until the lights go out. And then when the power goes out, talk to me in a week and we'll see where everybody's at (laughs) there. It
3: will not be good. (laughs) That's right.
0: I I have a hard time picturing these civilizations prior to what we were talking about like 12,000 years ago, right? With all the the ice age and all that. Like, I I can't...
1: Right, I mean, there are lots of references that suggest that something was there. Something that was... As advanced as, as Egypt or more advanced than Egypt. Yeah. But the problem is it becomes increasingly more tricky the farther back in time you go, the, far, the further in advance of writing you get. Right, to right. To be able right. to prove anything. I mean, you have to be able to anchor an interpretation on something. How do you demonstrate that something that happened before the Ice Age actually happened?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. That is a huh. difficulty.
1: Yeah.
2: I think you just got to dig.
1: Yes, keep digging. <laughs> like uh, maybe maybe find that motorcycle, right? Yeah,
2: you need that well, I, I guess you need that technology where they could start doing it from satellites, right? Where where Google Earth can right. be, be hum, become ground penetrating radar so that right. you know, in 700 or whatever fucking orbits you've got the first, you know, like what I don't think it uh, who knows really how deep you'd have to go because it's like it seems like well, we're going to find one layer and all sort of go, oh yeah, there was shit before that and then it's right. like but then you'll find their library, and they were digging up some other shit back in their day
1: about their ancient civilization. Yep. And when you stop and think that everything that we think of as civilization has happened in the last 5,000 years, if we're talking, you know, somewhere between 250,000 and a million years of, of possible um, periods of time to research, think of how many civilizations comparable
3: are so it could have risen
1: and, and fallen. Month. Yeah, and pollen right yeah, yeah. and yeah.
3: with the global catastrophe uh that is you know the, evident in the geological data there yeah. i mean well, it's it's not impossible to conceive that some of these are just so totally and it's, isn't it There's spooky really... to see like uh, the one
2: tra- connection i'm starting to draw between a lot of the presentations i've seen and just a lot of the stuff i've heard over the last 6 months mm-hmm. is that maybe the precession of the equinoxes is, is like not just a 26,000 year cycle, but say it's at year 22,395 every time that shit hits the fan. Yes, and it's this, yes. them trying to tell us how to get farther ahead of it. And yes. it's like, yep. it's like after every wipeout, we get a little farther. Yes, and maybe they'd... this generation will do a little better than the pyramids. And the next generation will know a little more. And,
3: Right, that's, that's the idea, and and uh, I think that's exactly what I've discovered in this repository. That's exactly the information that they're given. They're, they're warning of this cycle. Now I haven't come across anything that bluntly says something bad will happen. No, but but we are looking at a cycle here that they are per- pointing to particular parts of this cycle. Now, if we look like with Randall Carlson's work here, looking at the, what happened during those periods just from the geological record you can see there was some major events going on yeah right yeah it's funny once you take that into account
2: like even just the last time i flew across canada you start looking at some of the canyons and the rivers in a totally different way just by opening that thing up in your mind and it's like if these guys would have done that 50 years ago right how much different or a hundred years ago or you know like I mean, what's the, the basis of archaeology is starting before you've even got air travel. And the, mm. these, a lot of these theories have been set down in stone and in books and protected before you could even go up, you know, right, 20,000 right. feet and take a look at it, That's which right. can totally change the outlook. That's
0: right. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to when you were talking about the ground penetrating radar, seeing these underground, uh, you know, getting that Google Earth view of, mm. you know, maybe the what, what used to be there in the, in the water, right? Right. Yes. Going that's through the right. water,
3: yeah. Like Graham says what, ten million square miles oh. Oh. are underwater, you know. Yeah, how much I mean,
0: of that is was uh, civilized before?
3: And look at look at the did you notice in the maps uh or pictures of the earth uh at nighttime and look to where most of the population is. It's around the coastline yeah. for trade. Yeah. I, I right. mean that's
2: a so that's uh, why I live in Calgary, Alberta. Let the <laughs> come up.
3: We'll be yeah, good. Brother. <laughs> yeah. You're safe up there, right? <laughs> well,
0: but, we thought we were until it <laughs> flooded. Yeah, we
2: are yeah. <laughs> But no, you can't. Well, I guess it probably could flood enough if it really had to. Yeah. But, will we have to grab America? we will have to spread the word after the shit hits the fan next
1: time.
0: <laughs> so what else? Uh, what else? Are you guys uh, interested in here
1: uh, with all the other speakers and stuff? Well, every everyone who's here has something you know that's yeah. worth talking about. Yeah. I found that the speaker I thought I was going to have the least in common with uh-huh. was uh, uh, Barry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Is actually one that I have the most isn't
0: that incredible oh yeah that i've heard
2: a lot of people talk barry Fitzgerald totally caught me off guard i was like you know i'm gonna check it out for 10 minutes because i'm not really a big ghost guy and then i was there the whole time i couldn't i couldn't like those portals and that that shit just blows my mind
3: (laughs) yeah i think too you know what's what's happening we could all see this is that a lot of this uh different Things are coming together here. Pieces of the puzzle are coming together. You know, everybody's got their little niche that they're doing. And slowly they're they're getting vindicated too. Right, if they're following the truth of it, Mm -hmm. they will eventually all... Converge. Yeah, and
2: isn't it funny you can almost see the mainstream catching up, right? they like it's in, it, the it's in minute little amounts here and there, but you can and, see and, these and. little articles that are like, Oh, it turns out we might have been wrong about right, this. Right then. Right, and, right. and us guys who were called crazy five years ago are almost ahead of the
3: curve now. That's right. what 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 these gentlemen that are here, I mean the uh uh John West and uh Graham Hancock, Robert yeah. Brubo, those guys were all ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. You know, the the mainstream is just catching up. And and they're doing it, you know, kicking and fussing yeah, as yeah. they're going because well, they have to. They're get, they're being the, the truth is coming out, yeah, yeah. you know. And uh,
1: that's so, one of the main questions that I get asked very often is, um, "What do the traditional academics think of your work?"
0: I was just going to ask about. And, and
1: my answer is, you know, I don't really care. We have a community of researchers here who are making our own progress. We don't need validation from anybody. That's great. That. Yes. Yeah.
2: So yeah. that's another thing I like to ask you, especially. Uh, uh, Laird, because you've been in, in it for so long, how much of how much of a, a plus has the has the internet and uh, and that whole revolution been? Do you think it's helping the cause, or do you think it seemed like it at first, and now it's so convoluted that maybe it's he- hurting? Like, where do so, you stand as someone who's been around before before it, a- it kind a- of took place?
1: Absolutely, is a help, but the caveat is that the most reliable references for a lot of the ancient material were published before 1920. Yeah, and, and we get much beyond 19, I'd say around 1960, and some of the material that's being published is not, I can't count on it being as, as reliable. Around 1970 in particular, there were, seemed to have been efforts to actively disguise certain things. Suppress. Yeah, not, well,
2: not only that, it's like even back then, it, taking the time to write something in a book is a lot, takes a lot more energy and dedication than doing your blog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> But uh, the Internet absolutely is a help because you can very quickly get to, well, for example, um, um, I had hints that there were relationships between, uh, that one of the purposes of the, the pyramids that Boval says point to Orion's belt connected to the, dim- the dimensions of the Great Pyramid, which are 440 cubits by 280 cubits. So I was able to use Google to search on on those numbers, those two numbers and the word Orion, and turned up a reference to an astronomic body I didn't even know was there. It's called Barnard's Loop, and it's one of the keys to everything. And without the Internet, I could have been forever trying to find that.
2: If you add those together and add them all up, they equal nine. (laughs) Just saying, nine seems to be, in my experience so far, nine seems to be the key to the universe. Like 42, fuck 42, it's (laughs) nine.
3: It's nine, right. That's the key to this whole... uh, the division of, of land management, that really is a template that uh, that I've... That's during your easy. whole
2: presentation, me and Graham kept saying, like every time yeah. add up those numbers, they equal right.
3: nine, whether it's 54 or 540
2: yeah, right. or what they They're always seem there. to
3: equal nine. They're all there. And there's some in- interesting things, even like going into Samaria like the king's list, the king's list of Samaria, I think the first king reigned for, I, I can't recall the, the magnitude, but it's, uh, uh, I don't know if it's 432,000 years or... 43,200 years the first king reigned. And if you look at the numbers of the, the years that the king's reigned, they're all the same numbers that we come up with in this. Double. And it's weird because it's not even like a
2: sacred number. It's like nine is fucking built into the it universe. Is, it's, like it's, how crazy is that to think about? That somehow nine is more profound than we could ever imagine.
3: Yeah, it is part of the numbers that uh, nature uses, and it's a combination of a, of a doubling and tripling. Could right you I give don't? us an example of a few more?
2: Of, of, like what do you think if you, if i told you to pick tell me the five most profound numbers what would what would they be
3: 432 would be one of the first uh 72 uh, 25920 uh, yeah. 27 and 54 and those uh, are six, all nine. 16 and and, it, and so, so so if you just take that
2: 25920 you add up 25920 you end up with 718 if you add those up you end up with nine
3: correct And and what I can uh, I'll give you give you a little uh, insight here on that uh, the the numbers I was showing you there in the first two columns if if you were to sum everything on the the, the, what I showed you there I think it's the first two columns will alternate between threes and sixes in a which add up to nine right exactly (laughs) and then then from there on like from I think it's the third column on all the numbers sum to nine. Wow! So it's like
2: nine is like so the answer to the everything should have been nine and the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You got it. The other thing I wanted to ask you is the thing that really blows my mind as a musician is when you start to sneak the music into it it's and there, you can use right? numbers to make melodies because that's something I've known right away. Like. I was musically inclined, so I was always good at math. So that's a, a thing that I try and instill in my daughters. I want them to learn instruments because yes. it, it yes. somehow opens up your mind. And it's like 50 years ago, 100 years ago, who was making that connection?
3: Right, exactly. Right. That, that's a key to it. It's, it's vibration and the vibration in harmonics. Uh, just like we hear a chord that sounds correct and right. There's also dissonant sounds too that don't work with these numbers. And it's the numbers that are harmonic and in, in, in more ways than just sound
1: right i mean just like uh, the images john west was showing us today of vibrations creating patterns in um you know in sand there are certain semantics. key frequencies that are are right um i compare sometimes i use an analogy imagine you were going to take a trip across country in your car and you set your radio to your favorite radio station in your hometown as you drive across country you move into and out of the broadcast areas of radio stations and you it would look to you as if um, radio stations were coming into and out of existence, mm. but in right, fact, right. what was happening is you would just be coming into, moving into and out of different vibrations, you know, vibrations of a particular frequency. Wow! And same thing happens, I think, with matter.
2: So here's a crazy question. A
1: crazy one? A
0: crazy one.
2: So do do you think that how important some of these different Hertz levels can be and things like that? Do you think that uh, when when people take psychedelics, like personally? music and certain sounds become so much more profound yes do you think that that is on purpose do you think the, that's built into the system that's built into our uh, or is it somehow part of the uh, experience that the music becomes so well, much more important because you, we take music for granted normally i think but if you they, eat a they, mitt full of mushrooms you're you're you know what i mean you're involved that music is everything that matters at that moment
1: i think that anything that that uh, tends to suppress the executive function of your brain uh-huh. tends to open you up to, um, other possibilities.
2: It's like shutting down the alert problem-solving state, as right. Graham Hancock would say. Right. That's right. 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 Exactly. It's the, the, the babysitter
1: talking on the phone with her boyfriend.
2: So here's another one. Do you think that that's why some, a lot of these
3: substances are illegal? Or do you think yeah. that's just a coincidence? Well, that could be. Could very well be. You I know? think so, too. And, and let's, let's talk a little bit about the vibrations and how it affects us, too. Look at the 432 tuning and the 440 that were, was kind of forced on the standard tuning in music. And where that all came from, Um, there's—you can see the reaction in a in a brain when you're applying music that's tuned in 432 hertz as opposed to 440, and it's just like the somatics where you can see direct evidence of the beautiful patterns in the 432 as opposed to the not the more chaotic, I I would say, or not as Beautifully geometric yeah, yeah. in a 440 <clears throat> tuning.
1: Right, because it's just like And music. that's only
3: a 2% change. Right. And it Th- doesn't there take
1: much. only certain vibrations of sound that strike us as being proper musical notes. And you have that, well, ranges it, of vibrations.
2: Yeah, and it's almost thing. like there's more to that than just... Because like, I've always assumed it's just kind of... Because that's how it grew up, you know what I mean? But it's almost like it's fundamentally built into the universe.
3: Absolutely. Right. All, all All molecules... R- have their own rate of vibration everything vibrates and it's a combination of those vibrations that will either work in harmony or disharmony and and based on these this uh doubling and tripling sequences working together which give you these platonic natural numbers those are the key numbers that work in harmony and then does it does it uh
0: does my, my sort of resonance differ from other people and the y? Certain songs to me, like they give me the instant shivers, like there'll be a few songs, like especially like some electronic ones they're listening or whatever. Something happens when I turn on and I get like shivers or emotional or whatever. Yeah, and is that right. because of the, the way I'm vibrating or resonating and, and it goes with that? Uh, yeah,
3: that's, that's probably the case. Mm-hmm. But, but there are certain frequencies and vibration that are just disharmonious. Right, like, right. and and. uh ones that are more attuned to the the physiology so that can't be a
2: coincidence
3: it's not like the more you look at it it's
2: got to say doesn't it lead to us being in a computer program
3: Okay, you so wonder, don't you?
0: So does that does that mean that that the work that at Mer, um, Masuro uh, Emoto? I, do you remember yes, he did the, the work water. on water? Yeah. Right. So your thoughts or some intention yes. uh, maybe can affect water at that uh, quantum yes. level or that real microscopic level, yes. and that vibration is like the yes. love vibration is exactly. like that one that you're talking about being harmonious, and yes. the hate vibration is like that discorded exactly. Kind it of is. Wine, that's right? exactly. But that's the, like that example is, in a micro. More. Exactly. exactly.
2: And then saying that means that manifestation and things like that are completely possible, which is something I firmly believe in. I've used it in my own life. If I want something bad enough, you can you, you, you can right, make right. it happen. Yeah. But put money and everything aside. No, no factor matters if you want something bad enough, exactly. it seems like.
3: Exactly. And getting back to the water thing a little bit there, we're, we're 75% water, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, uh, you know, think about that, how yeah. we're, we're seeing the water work that's done by
0: uh and how your state of mind might affect your body right and absolutely. illness
3: stress all that stuff
0: absolutely right? Right. wow yeah well that's this has been a great chat i think we should probably uh start wrapping up so we don't miss this uh panel coming up okay what's, what's yeah. coming up here darren uh
2: her- mysteries My- and hermetics panel does that start is that still starting at seven thirty, or did he they said, push it back he
1: said seven ish oh okay ish. which means anytime after seven thirty, that all the people on the panel have showed up
2: oh so they're using the grimerica <laughs> time scale yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like to put an ish on the end of everything
0: <laughs> all right guys well thanks a lot for uh for joining us yeah we'd like yeah, to thank you, thank you for
2: coming on and like we say we're, we're hoping to book you both here down the road real soon to get you on for a full for a full few hours so we can get the whole the whole story
0: okay. and, we'll, and we'll link to all your all your stuff in the show notes here too great all right, you're wonderful all right. thank you thanks guys thanks,
2: for thanks guys time.